Shut up and sit down. Hi, and welcome to the Vagabonds Podcast. I'm Corbin. I'm Katie. And we're two best friends adventuring through lady stuff one episode at a time. Woo! Welcome to our next episode. Yeah. Katie has a disclosure for us. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I was going to say Sorry. This is unforgivable. I'm sorry. It's really important. <laughs> this podcast is for education only. If you, um, does not give medical advice. If you have any questions, please talk to your doctor. Rude. That's my... Now we're going to talk. Okay. So, Corbs. Yeah. Do you remember the study that came out in Colorado talking about larks? I do. What is a lark, Katie? What's, what's a lark? That is a great question. A bird. Blue. I don't know. What do larks look like? Okay. A lark... L-A-R-C stands for... A narc. Someone who ties tail. <laughs> Long-acting reversible contraception. Okay. All right. So this is like an IUD. Mm-hmm. Intrauterine device. Yep. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Intrauterine device or... An, like Morena. Yeah, or an implant. So this is like uh, the Nexplanon or Implanon. Yeah. I can't remember which one it's called now. Nexplanon. Yeah, Nexplanon. So that's mm-hmm. like the little rod that goes in your arm yep. for three in the last three years. And then an IUD, intrauterine device, is a little T-shaped rod that goes into your uterus. And it mm-hmm. is, so like the Mirena, the Skyletta, Lilette, Lilette, one of those two. I don't know. Those and, are hormonal. And then there's a copper IUD called the Paragard. Yep. Two. The those hormonal are just, ones are five years and the uh, uh, copper one is ten. Except the Skyla is three years. Oh, Because okay. it's smaller. But... So those are just the trade names that are on the market now, but we don't get any money from those people or anything. Yeah. We're not endorsing them. We're, We're just telling you them. what they are. There's also a new one called like Kylina or something too. <sighs> they but need I to, I'm done with these rhyming names. That's yeah, terrible. I know. They need to stop. <laughs> That's terrible. That's not even a real word. I know. Well, <laughs> there's Marina, but like. Yeah, but yeah. like, I don't know. I know. They all what is that supposed to mean anyway? Is it like a, it sounds like a mermaid. Yeah, I don't know. Mermaid or in like, your uterus. What's the, like, Greek goddess of wisdom or whatever? Uh, Greek goddess of wisdom? Uh, that's Roman on Demeter? No. no. No, that's Athena. I'm thinking of the Roman goddess of wisdom. I Minerva. No Minerva. Minerva. Minerva is her name. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know my Roman gods very well. I had to learn them when I took Latin in college. That's the Greek how we... ones are better. Yeah. The, the Roman ones are just ripoffs. <laughs> True that, yeah. Well, anyway, okay, so back to the city. So this study was in Colorado, so mm-hmm. um, just a little bit of background. So it was from the years, let me 2009? see. 2009? Yeah, 2009 to 2014. Um, and it was called the Colorado Family Family Planning Initiative. So it what this study did is it provided funds for the state of Colorado, um, specifically clinics that received like title 10 funding i believe mm-hmm. um and it made larks free to anyone who needed that who wanted them so basically what the idea of the study is is to look at what happens to lark usage and stuff um when there's no cost to get these long acting birth forms of birth control and this is regardless of you know if they had insurance or... right mm-hmm. yep so um so they looked at things they specifically looked at teen and like 
early 20s pregnancy and abortion rates. And then they also did, like, some economic, like, you know, looking at, like, how much money it saved the state and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So um, what they found is that the abortion rate in the teenage population, so that's, they used the ages 15 and 19, dropped 48%, which is a pretty big drop. Um, And the 20 to 24 age range abortions dropped 21% over those seven years. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, we in the medical field would jump over you know 5%. fire to just get yeah five percent 40 is incredible yeah, f- 48 almost, almost 50 percent almost 50 percent yeah so that's crazy high so then um they also looked at teenage pregnancy so um the 15 to 19 year old pregnancy rate dropped 48 percent so also almost by half um and then they also did some like interesting you know follow-up so 90 percent nine out of ten of the teen moms who had a baby, but then got a lark after they delivered the baby, mm-hmm. like before they left the hospital. Um, didn't have a repeat pregnancy within two years. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's really good. Especially because um, repeat pregnancies within a year or two are more dangerous, typically more dangerous. Typically more dangerous. Also, um, I mean, I believe that uh, prior teen pregnancy is the biggest risk factor for future teen pregnancy. Yep, I think you're right. Um. And so when you can lower that number, it's pretty significant. Yep. Um, so this is just like a lot of numbers. They um, So women and children, WIC, the WIC program, um, the enrollment in WIC dropped 26% in the years during this study. Um, which so is, for those of you who don't know, the Women, oh yeah. Infant, Children program is basically a, um, well, it's become more of a healthy healthy eating initiative a healthy Mm -hmm. lifestyle initiative on behalf of the government but they provide vouchers um to women with small children and women who are breastfeeding um so that they can go to the grocery store and buy things that are healthy there are certain foods that are wick approved so a lot of times for instance they don't cover pop but you can go buy you know peas or Mm -hmm. carrots milk and eggs eggs. they so they cover like baby food baby yeah, and they cover formula but they like if you are breast they encourage breastfeeding too because if you're breastfeeding Mm -hmm. then the mom also gets vouchers yeah so that you know the mom and the baby and you can get vouchers to supplement formula but if the if you're just using formula then you just get the vouchers for the baby yeah so um yeah it's a really cool thing and it works really well yeah i think i believe it's chilling up to five yeah i think i think you're right Mm -hmm. um and i think that also women can get it while they're pregnant as well yes so it helps with nutrition while you're pregnant also um so that's cool so that and that was like they looked at it wasn't that people didn't need it. It was that there was less people that needed it, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah so... But they didn't just not sign up. Right, or... exactly. Um, and then it also... So just use of larks in general, before, like in 2008, before the study, use of larks in teenagers was about 5%. And at the end of the study, it increased it to almost... To above 26%. So mm-hmm. just a little bit above that. Um, so that's cool, because... Larks are the most, we'll talk about this in a future podcast too, but larks are like the most effective form of birth control. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there was something I wanted to talk about. What was it? Oh, so teen pregnancy is more dangerous. Yeah. Um, it has more complications, can cost more money. Mm-hmm. So they looked at the lot, Medicaid savings. A lot of say? lost opportunity costs. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of like, not just economic costs and like medical health care costs but like yeah and like job costs you know future education costs to like the moms and everything 
Um, so they estimated that Colorado Medicaid saved between 49 to $111 million in birth-related costs over three years. So that's only like half the study, and that's a lot of money that they that's saved. That's an incredible amount. Yeah. Especially considering, I mean, they weren't charging for the IUDs. and Right. Well, so at first, I think it was... Um, so, yeah, the study at first was funded by the Susan Thompson Buffett Foundation, which is Warren Buffett's late wife, his mm-hmm. first wife. Um, yep, there's Warren a, Buffett. Mm-hmm, there's a foundation in her name. Um, and then, so it was over in 2014. Then in 2015, they Colorado, the state, tried to pass a bill um, increasing funding for this program from the government. The Senate killed the bill. Um and then it passed in the House and the Senate killed it. And then um, it seems like, you know, it was a Republican-controlled Senate at the time. It seems like some, from what I read, like some of the Republican senators were like, oh, IUDs cause abortions. I don't want to support that, blah, 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 which we'll get to in our future podcast, but that's not necessarily true. Um, but then the next year they brought the bill up again. And it sounds like the people of Colorado really wanted this to happen because in May 2016, the governor signed a bill that increased funding for the family planning programs in Colorado by $2.5 million. So, basically, they put in $2.5 million per year for this program that's saving them, you know, $50 million a year. So, that's a pretty good return on investment. I would say so. Yeah. But I'm putting your money in a mutual fund. Yeah. And so, it's really cool because I was reading some... Uh, that is true. It's way better than putting your money in a mutual fund. So I was reading some... Sell of, your bonds, buy gold, slash IUDs. <laughs> War bonds. <laughs> IUDs, the gold bar of the family planning world. Yes, that is true. <laughs> it is true. Oh, man. Um, but anyway, so it was just interesting because, you know, there was like these little ex- excerpts from these uh, senate, you know, senators and, mm-hmm. and congressmen and stuff. And they were like... It makes fiscal sense and it helps lower, you know, it lowers abortion rates and it lowers the state spending. So, like, why would I not vote for it? And I'm like, yes, thank you for finally getting it. Um, You know, I don't want to get too political at this moment. Maybe (laughs) I will get political. It's okay. Whatever. Um, I would just, you know, this is just a personal thing. You know, I like to live by. Take it or leave it. You you know, I'm just a person. You don't have to take my advice. But, uh... Maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't, it, you know, it's up to you. But, so when people argue for or against something, think about, think about their motives for doing something and think yeah. about, you know, if they're an expert. I feel like this, of course, this is just my opinion. We have a lot of uh, people in our, you know, governmental representative positions who may or may not be doctors, who may be speaking on, you know, is an IU- what does an IUD do? Mm-hmm. Think about if they have the qualifications to testify about what an IUD does. Yeah. So, you know, people claiming IUDs cause abortion, I don't know. Think about if they have the qualifications to say stuff like that. Yeah. Well, when I was reading this last night, I was kind of thinking about, like, how... You know how, like, once you learn something one way, it's really hard for you to, like, learn it a different way or change what you've always thought? Yeah. And I kind of, like, I get so mad at, like, our congressmen and our senators and, like, our representatives sometimes because I'm like, why are you so stupid? Why don't you listen to people who are experts, you know? But then I was yeah. like, but how hard is it for me to, like, change what I think? You know, like, kind of, kind of like, made me not, 
not I don't feel bad for them at all because I think that they should listen to people who are experts but their bosses it made me understand <laughs> yeah um it made me their like bosses aka public understand how hard it can be especially when you like told you know a group of people that you're gonna do this well then now you like learned that it's wrong but then how do you tell that group of people that that's true you change your mind not that I think that you shouldn't change your mind because I definitely think you should I definitely think that you should be educated about all this but like in our last podcast we talked about um you know how our sex education system is in the U.S. it's not very good um and so like a lot of these people you know the last time they talked about this stuff was in high school or middle school yeah and so I mean of course and like a lot has changed since then too I mean a lot has changed since we were in yeah middle school I mean IUDs safe effective IUDs are a fairly recent thing yeah well right so like there were IUDs back in the day but then this one IUD which I don't remember the name of but um the kind of like got fda approved under the umbrella of iud's and didn't get specifically tested and then it caused like a bunch of infections and stuff and then the d uh dexcon Mm. something like that some weird scary sounding name anyway it it looks like a protozoa yeah it's scary um but anyway so it got like you know like caused all these problems and then everyone was scared of iud's for a long time yeah and they're just like finally now coming back into vogue um but they're really cool uh fun fact i have an iud and i love it and um i know a lot of other people that have iud's that love them i have heard some horror stories about iud's um but i mean to each his own yeah ask your doctor right and like we said in one of our previous episodes you have to tell your doctor what you know like what your background is and they'll help you talk through things and find out what's right for you what your values and priorities are yeah uh with the study um but, I mean, if you're thinking about this purely from an economic standpoint, right. it makes a lot of sense. Well, and also from, a, you know, like a moral standpoint, if you think that abortion's wrong, this is preventing abortions. Yeah. So, like, from both of those, you know, so... Those, like, both of those perspectives. Both of those perspectives are typically ones that we think of as being more of like a Republican, a cons- you know, fiscal conservative, moral conservative. Yeah. So, it doesn't make sense for, you know, yeah. people on both sides of the aisle not to do things like this i mean oh you have said that uh IUDs aren't don't cause abortions right and i didn't say that i didn't i made sure not to say that because right. it depends well, on how you define well, the, it depends uh, on how you do it yeah maybe that's what you should explain oh what IUDs actually uh we can we can like do a brief explanation yeah so do you want to go for it well so uh we talked about earlier that some people have said IUDs cause abortion. There is up, and that's up for debate. Um, yeah. It depends on how you define abortion and how you de- like it depends. how you define a fetus or a person. Right. You know, when you define like life and personhood. So, well, one thing is we don't per se exactly know what happens right. inside a woman's uterus after this. We can't one hundred percent say for sure. Because studies to find out are un, like are unethical. Like right. there, it's like it would be unethical to do us, you know, to like just to get that information. It would be unethical to do those studies, and so that's why we don't really know. Yeah. So one thing is that an IUD does is it can make the uterus an unfavorable place <laughs> for a wee little fertilized egg to rest its head at night. Yes. So that um, means that it is like making the lining of the uterus the endometrium yeah. is what that's called it makes it unfavorable for implantation of a yeah which is what needs egg. to happen if you're gonna have a successful pregnancy obviously right. so 
for people who don't believe that well, can i add something in yeah. Corbin first the other thing it does is it thickens cervical mucus so it causes the progesterone and the implant causes your uterus to create more mucus that covers the cervix and that mucus makes it harder for sperm to enter the cervix to enter the uterus to get up to the right. fallopian tube to fertilize egg so uh <laughs> raise your raise your uh, hand if you didn't know that your cervix had music mucus because it does it does it's good just like it. you blow your nose yeah no, just kidding um anyway so basically the moral of the story is that iud's and lots of forms of birth control prevent pregnancy on multiple levels right. not just one and so yeah. part of what the question is is which one is first which one matters more which one is more important you know there's a lot of questions because then the third way that it prevents is that so you, if you had you know if you had an implantation in a uterus mm-hmm. of a you know a fertilized egg there's a big iud sitting in there so you know there's also a space issue of if these two things that aren't supposed to happen do happen then it's a third line of defense to prevent a pregnancy inside the uterus yeah if that makes sense so then finish what you were gonna say so the question becomes and this question is hotly debated Mm -hmm. when does this egg this become a person right um does it become a person once sperm meets egg if that's true, sometimes the IUD maybe could. Yeah. If you consider that, right. you know, an abortion, uh, then maybe in your eyes it does. Right. Um, which, I mean, but if, a large number of fertilized eggs never right. implant right. without even an IUD. Yeah. Just which like is something naturally. to consider. Mm-hmm. Just naturally. Happens a lot. Yeah. Happens all the time. Um, then... So if, if for you, maybe this isn't an issue until the egg is implanted, then an IUD is not an abortion. So it really, I mean, it's, it's a dicey situation. Lots of people disagree. Lots of people don't even agree that once, you know, a baby, when is a baby, a baby, a baby, you know, that's, that's the, essentially that's the question. Right. And like we said, you know. We're not here to, like, give you medical advice. We're not here to, like, tell you what you should believe. But Yeah, I mean, we have our own opinions on yes, it. Yes, but we are just putting it out there that yeah. those are some different ways that people think. I mean, I think I can speak for both of us. We're fine with the moral implications of an IUD. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I have one. I already said that. Yeah, so obviously, <laughs> obviously yeah, she's with fine it. with it. She's not conflicted. Um, and then... The uterus isn't technically a part of her body, so it's fine. No. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> that's a lawyer reason. <laughs> uh um (laughs) uh, lawyers okay um just kidding one of our best friends is in law school and we love her anyway um so was i gonna say about i don't remember we're comfortable with iud's in Mm -hmm. fact i mean if you think about peer numbers which i realize for some people a peer number is not i mean an ends doesn't justify me right like i get that um but this reduces abortion yeah well here's my other issue is that and this is like getting very political but i don't think that just because so say let's just pretend for hypothetical that i think that life starts when sperm meets egg anything that you do to prevent that is wrong but i don't think that i if i was a legislator should be able to say hey corbin you believe that a baby is not a fetus doesn't become a baby until 20 weeks let's just pretend 
So you, even though you think that and that's what you believe, you can't do it because of what I believe. You yeah. can't have you can't have a IUD because of what I believe. I don't think that's okay. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like you're just taking away rights of people who don't believe the same things as you when those rights are ba- when that taking away of rights is based on what you believe. Yeah. What you're that saying just doesn't is make sense. if you don't believe in abort if you believe abortion is wrong, then don't have an abortion. Is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> but right. For you to say someone else shouldn't is a little presumptuous. Yeah. And also, I mean, what if these people don't want to have abort? You know what I mean? They don't want to have an abortion. They right. they want to avoid that. Right. So this is really good. Yeah, for people who are morally, you know, morally, financially, whatever, opposed to having an abortion, but don't want to be pregnant. Yeah. I mean, and there are feminist implications in this. And right. In as there is in every part of life, of course. Yes. Always. But um, you're saying that a woman, I mean, essentially. Some people, I guess some people believe that you're saying that if you're going to have sex, it has to be to have a baby. Right. Um, if you're saying, you know, you can't have an IUD, you can't have birth control, et cetera, um, which a lot of people don't believe. I mean, I don't believe that. Right. But um, but you're saying but when you say something like that, you're saying, well, really, the implication is for the woman because she's right. the one that must bear pregnancy. Right. Um, not a man. So, well, this is like the, you know, the Legally Blonde case the, from the movie Legally Blonde. Is, is that the right one where he's there where she's like any, you know, emission of sperm should be counted as a, you know, a attempt to produce progeny. And so therefore he was like knowingly, you know, in the case where like the guy wants is a sperm donor and he like wants child custody or whatever of like one of the children that happened because he's a mm-hmm. sperm donor. And she's like, well, if he basically she's saying that like any act of masturbation would cause would be like he would have to care about the outcomes of all of those sperm as well. Yeah. That's essentially what I'm trying to get at. Right. I think there was a folk, folk like a fake bill introduced in the Texas legislature yeah. about I think, this. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it was Texas, but it, or like Ohio maybe. But yeah, yeah, where they basically said that like men couldn't get Viagra without their wives' approval. Mm-hmm. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, it has a lot of implications and these are mainly for women and you're asking women to bear the burden of society society yeah things that are taken which i would also like to point out that some women uh want to bear that burden of pregnancy and that is their choice and that is the point yeah that they're choosing to and not that they're forced to right yeah um i feel like there's something else i was going to talk about but uh larks are awesome oh yeah i was gonna so i also found in one of the articles that iowa did this too did oh yeah you know that yeah i had seen i had seen something i think in ipr about it so i didn't know that um let's see if i can find it um but they i mean iowa did this and we're both from iowa um but basically they found less uh like less uh severe results less uh big less of a dramatic yeah less dramatic results but uh it's still i mean it still decreased all these things that we talked about already yeah um and uh but then they cut the funding for it so that's depressing (laughs) it's sad that is sad politicians classic call your senators and (laughs) yeah so that's what i was gonna say so um corbin and i are recording this at the end of march of 2017 and this is it's going to be released like way later than this. Later. But um, recently what's been in the news is this, you know, 
this new Republican health care bill. I can't. What's it called, Corpse? Do you remember? The, the, the one that just got killed? Yeah. The, the American Health Care Act. Yeah. The American or as Ezra Act. Klein calls, the ACHA. ACHA. Trump care, if you will. Trump care, if you will. Um, so, you know, care. basically to, like, repeal and replace Obamacare. So, I mean, it's great that that got killed because it would take away um, health insurance from ton- millions of people. 23 million. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, but part of that was taking away. So the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, grants, you know, that uh, access to birth control for everybody. Mm-hmm. That birth controls should be covered by your um, insurance plan. And the American health care act yep american health was tra- was going to take that away so i mean they're gonna try again for sure yep so i mean if it hasn't been passed by the time this episode comes out like call your senators call your congressmen mm-hmm. and women congressmen and women um and tell them tell them that this is dumb and that iud you know iud's birth control of all sorts prevents abortion abortion rates are at the lowest right now that they have ever been since mm-hmm. roe v wade um, and I think that is a lot of studies have shown that that's due to increased availability of birth control. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the outrage wars have won out. I think it's increased uh, access to birth control. But also, I mean, if you think, you know, I'm not planning on being pregnant, you know, I have my own access to my own, you know, mm-hmm. work, health insurance. How does this affect me? Which, I mean, I would <laughs> urge you to reconsider that standpoint. But uh, this affects society. I mean, right. if the government's saving $111 million. Just for one state, too. For one state. I mean, we need roads. We need bridges. We need to fund the public education system. Also, yeah. children who are born to parents who are ready for them do better. Right. I mean, not always. I mean, I don't want to, like, make a stereotype about, but... But in general. Yeah, I mean... The public health trend. When families um, are ready for it, feel that they're ready for children, um, it just is a better outcome for those families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's kind of a... More of a educational little episode, but that's all right. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's it. Thanks um, for- yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> okay. we can uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>